Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Abel, and on today's podcast, I am joined by Randy from Driftwood Coffee Company. Randy, thank you so much for being here with me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. For sure. So uh, Randy runs Driftwood Coffee. She's the, I believe you're the owner, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I have... I met uh, Randy and some of her team members about a year ago, very briefly at a, like a pop-up. I think it was a good market, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, okay, I need to go and check these guys out. Cause I love supporting local coffee shops. Um, I love coffee. I'm addicted. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I've been into Driftwood Coffee a few times and we actually had an event there for Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Um, with my friend David and um, Coastal Card Games. And so, Randy, again, just thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Of course. A pleasure. So I am excited to talk to you because, like I said, I'm obsessed with coffee. And uh, (laughs) you um, have drifted coffee. So let's start just from the very beginning, the con, like the con like just the beginning of Driftwood Coffee. Sorry, it's been a long morning already. Um, (laughs) What made you go into this type of business? Like what is, are you a coffee connoisseur yourself? Like do you, is it something you love? Were you passionate about it? Yeah. Um, So coffee is definitely a passion for me. It became even more so when we had kids and I needed it to survive the all-nighters and the early mornings. And um, so my husband started trying to figure out how to roast at home so that we could get fair trade and direct trade coffee uh, cheaper. Cause you know, you buy it green raw, it's a lot cheaper than, you know, already roasted and packaged and on the shelf at HUB. So, um, and he's the kind of person that he likes to DIY everything. So, um, and I'm the kind of person that everything I see, I think of a way I've got that entrepreneurial gene in my, my blood. So everything I see, I'm like, Oh, how could I sell that? (laughs) So, um, I couldn't help myself. I started just like telling people about it. And, um, but it was kind of a pipe dream, you know, like what if we, you know, this turned into something, you know? And, uh, we were, we even calculated one time we were like, okay, we'd have to, we'd have to sell, you know, 3000 bags of coffee a month to support ourselves. And so we were like, okay, that's ridiculous. There's no way. Um, of course we weren't thinking of like the wholesale end and all the other things that it could turn into at that time. Um, but then my friend who owns a nonprofit, um, that has since then has, um, been put on pause fed by bread. She, uh, was making these little holiday boxes and wanted some fresh roasted coffee to go with her bread and granola and stuff. And she was like, why don't you just like come up with a name and business cards and I'll throw some bags in there and see what happens. And I had an infant and a toddler at the time. And we were kind of trying to figure out what we were going to do career wise. Um, But I didn't have a lot of time on my hands um, to go to a regular job. Um, And this was perfect. It was like, okay, I'll I'll just market it, brand it, you know, see what happens with these boxes. If these people want more, we can deliver. Um, and that was just kind of the beginning because people wanted more and it just kind of, 
that's cool it came from an idea and then your friend you were like you already had it in your mind and your friend was like hey here's this opportunity and yeah. here you are you know and so when was like give us a timeline like what if you had to guess like when did this happen around what year was this that was okay my daughter was just born um uh so it was 2013 yeah 2013 okay. it was actually so I was pregnant and had a toddler cool and that's a full-time job in itself no wonder why you said you didn't have time for a for a regular yes. job because that's a that's a full-time job <laughs> being a mom yes. well I mean I, I definitely could have gone back to work and you know I was kind of that back and forth like do we do daycare what could we what could we do and um but it was just um pursuing this met more of my like natural giftings um so I, I went ahead and decided to roll the dice and see what happened so that's awesome and um so when your friend approached you with this idea and she's like come up with the name uh how did you yeah. come up on the name driftwood coffee so we were, actually, <laughs> we were actually fair and fresh coffees originally okay um i made it up like in one hour on vistaprint you know um i really didn't think it was going to go anywhere and so um it was just kind of spontaneously fair and fresh coffees and then um once it stuck around for a few years and began to grow um we realized that we needed uh to number one buy a house as a family we were kind of in a position to buy our first house and number two um have a because we were under the cottage law at first so you can roast out of your home kitchen with the cottage law but then once we wanted to sell wholesale, you have to have like a licensed inspected food manufacturer facility. And so we thought, well, we need to somehow find a house with a garage that we can convert. And it had to have all these like special things like it didn't couldn't have a house like a, it needed to have a restroom, but it couldn't be connected to the house in a certain way. And so we had we were on a hunt for this perfect garage that we could convert and get inspected and get approved. and um we were on a budget you know um so it just so happened that we found a house on driftwood place um which is also the street that i grew up on here in corpus and i wanted to stay in pope place we were renting in pope place i love this little neighborhood with this little soccer field in the elementary school and it's just so perfect for a little family and um so when we found that house and it was in our budget kind of miraculously we were like okay driftwood coffee company like it just it just worked and it's coastal you know and driftwood also for me is a symbol of community because um driftwood itself when it gets blown off of a tree into like the ocean and it kind of washes around and then comes back up it turns into this uh, little house for like an ecosystem when I started researching it I was like wow like something that's broken and kind of um, can be used multi-purposed um, and reused into a space for a new habitat and a new beginning. And that was kind of where we were at in life. You know, we were starting a new uh, career. We were starting our family, buying our first home, you know, and we really wanted to create something that brought people together. And, um, and so Driftwood just made sense for us. That's awesome. I love that story. And I love the the whole meaning behind it also like you know coming up with that name it's like everything just kind of lined up 
you know, like yeah. of a, like where it happened and then the name, then the, you know, when you research the name and all of this happening and um, I'll tell you the environment that um, you all have in your, your shop is a calming, it's like very, a place to like escape. I've been in there, like I said, a few times and it is, um, I don't know. And I've, it's all, everyone, there's usually just a couple people there when I'm, when I've been in there, yeah. but everyone is, they're just always so friendly that I've seen like different uh, people there and they're just so friendly and everyone, like even your, um, like the patrons there, like everyone's just like greets each other. It's just like this environment or culture you all have created in your, in your shop. And I think that's important to point out because um, yeah. I'm in retail and I think um, creating a culture is important. Um, I think a lot of business people forget that um yeah you anybody yeah. can sell something right but you have to create right. like an environment and a culture and right, I just right. kudos to y'all because you have done that <laughs> thank you well we're definitely um you know thankful to the corpus community that helps us with that and then our employees and our managers that are you know a huge part of making that happen because we're not there day to day as much as they are and they are just really going above and beyond to serve people and um you know not all of our our members or our customers of course follow Jesus but us you know doing so we we learned you know early on in our faith that he lived to serve and so we try to encourage you know our employees and they naturally do so um to serve and to give and to you know put others first and um to show love you know, unconditionally. And, um, we're so thankful that we feel like God has brought us people that, that do that naturally and a community that really is desiring and hungering for that connection, you know, to one another. And so we're really thankful for the culture that's kind of blossom there. You know, I mean, you definitely, it's not something you can manufacture, you know, uh, there's no recipe for that. It just has to be the right people, the right place, the right time. Yeah. And and so you mentioned, you know, your employees and everyone, your team that works with you. Um, so how did you go from, you know, you and your husband starting this to saying, like, okay, we need help. Let's uh start hiring people because that is a it's it's one thing to start a business, and then it's another thing when you start to grow and you're like, Okay, I need a team of people. Um, you know, just me with the podcast network, I've realized, okay. I have three people helping me just with social media and I'm like, and answering emails because I just don't have time. And I had to make that decision. Like when, you know, you're basically investing in yourselves when you hire a team. Um, So like, when did you, when did you all come to that point of like realization? Like, all right, this is getting bigger and we need help. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I'm sure, you know, that's a really scary spot when you, kind of like open yourself up to people and to you know the the relationship that goes along with it that can go one of two ways you know it's it's just like you never really know what's going to happen and um but we were at the point where and our philosophy has always been like we've grown really slow and we try not to overextend ourselves um financially but we also know that we can't overextend ourselves with time and we were Stephen was up late until like once he was up late like till 2 a.m for three nights in a row um in the garage roasting we were like 
okay, it's time. (laughs) So we didn't buy a new roaster until our old roaster was kind of on the fritz as well. And that's kind of always been like our, our um, philosophy is like, okay, whenever we're, we are maxed out, that's when we have to take the next step. So we just, it was total necessity. You know, I was so nervous to, to hire someone. Um, Yeah. But we put it out on social media and our first roaster was um, actually a friend of mine from high school and she um, is a bit younger than me. And um, she was just a great, great fit for us for a little while. And then um, she started a family and then our second roaster um, came along. She found us on social media too. And then she started a family, but actually fun fact, she, her son came to work with her until he was one. So we, he started the roastery with us, the, the spot on Alameda. Um, So he was an infant and he did his nap time and she, uh, he, we had a pack and play in the back and uh, he was there for his whole first year of life. And, uh, and, you know, she found out she was pregnant with us as well so in in the womb and everything he was he was true <laughs> a little so that, baby <laughs> we called him boss baby <laughs> so that was just so fun and such a special time to you know um experience that alongside of her i love that i love and yeah it's a scary thing i think any entrepreneur out there um you know they say like you know, there's a saying something like you work um, 80 hours for yourself so you don't have to work 40 for someone else, you know? Yeah. And I have a full-time job, like a day job, but my podcasting and like I do, like I'm writing on the side, but I, I invest in myself and I put in a lot of time. So I have the long days, but it's like, if you don't invest in yourself and your team, um, no one else will, right? You never right. know when that one, that spark of uh, success will hit. And so right. um, I, I always tell friends that are writing and stuff like, um, or like entrepreneurs or content creators, like even if you have five listeners or viewers or a million, it's like, it just mm-hmm. takes that one piece of, um, of content or that one idea that you have and that will start a movement and that will get the ball rolling. So like your one idea led to, you know, to where you are now yeah. and and then hiring that first team member and then now you have a staff and um so I just tell everyone like if you are scared to do something you're probably going in the right direction. Yes, so. that's very good wisdom and very good advice. So if you if you had to give um this is a question I like to ask a lot of people especially uh, small business owners uh, if you had to give someone what, like just maybe one to two pieces of advice about starting a small business, mm-hmm. um, something that y'all may have struggled with in the beginning, what are like maybe two things um, that you would tell someone that has an idea for a business? Like kind of uh, tips and tricks. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say to just involve the people around you, you know, like the God-given people that are already there, already supporting you, um, whether it's a grandpa or a best friend or a coworker, you know, throw things by them and get their input, get their wisdom. Um, don't try to do it alone, you know, 
because I, I don't know if anybody really ever does that, tries to do it alone. Um, but I just know that there's no way we could have be where we are without being um, really open with our community about our struggles and about our um, the next steps we needed to take. You know, I, I you have so many questions along the way, like, do I take out a loan or, um, you know, do I uh, need a business plan or how how detailed should my business plan be? You know, there's just so many questions and um, and there are people around you and I really think probably already in your life that know you and love you and will be are ready to give you wisdom and support um let's see one more advice you think um if you have it I mean what is something that you think that y'all struggled with um whether it was financing or um like you kind of touched on that but if you have any other, maybe just one more thing, um, something like that you were like, man, I wish I would have known this when I started. Yeah. Um, well, I think that it's always just best to not um, let your fears get in the way. Like, kind of like you said, um, cause I, I look back and I think I probably worried a lot more than I needed to. Um, because my husband is the visionary and he's the one who kind of cast vision and wrote the business plan and all of that. And I'm kind of more boots on the ground, meeting with people, talking with people, making phone calls kind of person. And I think if I had just let him do his thing and just done my thing, there would have been less, um, it would have been less emotionally draining. Um, so, because I think you can kind of let other people like I was always just kind of worried like is he thinking too big is he is he you know um thinking like is this gonna ruin our marriage and you know I just I worry a lot and so I think just kind of like letting like whether you need to journal about it write it down and forget about it or if you need to talk to a counselor about it or you know pray about it or whatever you need to do um, trying to like surrender those things a little bit so that you can keep going without being so exhausted, you know, um, cause I really had nothing to worry about. Everything works out and, you know, people really will support you and be there for you no matter what. Um, so yeah, that would I probably love that, be yeah. what's meant to be will, will be. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so just before we wrap up, if, one of our listeners has not been to Driftwood Coffee. What are a couple of recommendations or bestsellers that you would recommend to someone that uh, is visiting Driftwood Coffee for the first time? Um, I always tell people to try a cupping because um, as far as I know, nobody else around here does it. It's a, a way that we quality control our roasts and you get two cups of coffee, um, very different in flavor profile. And we kind of walk you through, it's about a 10 minute process of tasting the coffees. Um, and you have to do a certain kind of slurping sound. Um, I don't know. Have you ever done one? No, I have not. Now yeah, I'm interested. Really now fun. I need to. Yeah. You kind of slurp it and spray it into the back of your mouth and get the coffee all over your, your tongue. It's something that coffee professionals around the world all know how to do. And it's very like standardized. So it's the same every time. Um, and it's a way to kind of quality control roasts or um, grade coffee on the farm. Um, and for us, it's a way for us to teach 
um, and educate the public about coffee, tasting their coffee and appreciating it more and kind of learning to train their palate to taste those different flavor notes. I love that. I I need to do that. Like I'm in, I'm like looking at my calendar. Like my next day off, I'm going to do that. Good. I'm uh, so glad. It's really fun, and I love that we get to know our customers better that way too. We get ten minutes with you, and you know, it just it builds that relationship. I think that really matters to us. Um, our subscriptions are a big thing that we do. You get a really good discount on your bags of coffee if you come in every month, and. We just love that repeated, you know, connection point with our customers to say, how are you doing? You know, uh, how was the coffee? It makes us better at what we do and it helps us kind of connect with, with each other. So love that. Oh my gosh. That is so unique. That is, I've interviewed a, a few people and some people have been in the coffee business and uh, or similar and no one has anything like that it's so cool I love that uh, <laughs> I need to go and try that myself so listeners yes. make sure you go try that <laughs> um, so now's the time uh, we've reached the end of the podcast where you can plug anything and everything you like so where can people find and follow mm-hmm. you Drift with Coffee your website address all the above sure so we're um, at driftwood.coffee is our website um, I'm pretty sure we switched our Instagram over to driftwood.coffee as well, the at sign driftwood.coffee. Um, and we are open nine to three, Monday through Saturday at uh, 4703 South Alameda near airline intersection in the Meadowbrook Shopping Center. Um, and yeah, I would just encourage people to come in and meet us, um, check out our website. We have lots of local artisans on the shelf that are coffee related or coastal related. Um, and our website's being updated by our manager, Cece. She, shout out to her. She's doing amazing things. And we love collaborating. So if anybody wants to do a collab of any kind, we're also always available for that. So Awesome. Well, I love that. Randy, thank you again so much for being here and for your time yes, and, and educating too. us. <laughs> thank and, you. For uh, your- I love your podcast. Thank you. And for everyone listening, no matter where you are, please head out into your community, do something good and make a positive change. Until next week, guys, have a great one.